Well, some of the crowd are on the pitch. What's going on, guys? This is Gary. This is Josh. Let's talk soccer. So today is Sunday, March 26, 2017. Obviously, no Premier League action this week. Lots of international World Cup qualifying matches going on, um, which has been exciting. U.S. won 6-0 on Friday against Venezuela. Huge game. Dempsey and his return to the national team after having some heart-related problems gets himself a hat trick. Yeah, it's nice. Not a bad debut back. Yeah, it's nice to see him back. Oh, yeah. Big game. Great stuff uh, by the USMNT. So, guys, I think we mentioned last week that we're going to shift format a little bit and go either exclusive or majority talking about fantasy premier league that's what you guys love on our instagram account which is at let's talk soccer um so we are gonna give the people what they want yes so we're gonna kind of well before we do that let me talk a little bit about um a uh a new partner, a new friend that we have here in the Atlanta, Georgia area in the United States. They're called Soccer in the Streets. It's an amazing organization that works um, in the entire community, but especially with at-risk people, mostly kids, um, in maybe lower-income areas of town, teaching them the sport of soccer, but also teaching them much more than that about teamwork and hard work and, and communication and just, um, sportsmanship and all those, you know, uh, ethics, you know, all those important things that people need to learn. So, um, we love what they're doing here in Atlanta. They have a really cool event coming up on Sunday, May 21st. Um, it is, uh, called the Atlanta champ or the ATL champions league. And it's lots of great, Players from around the Atlanta area, a lot of former um, college and even some professional players out there putting teams together and competing uh, for charity. So it's all worthwhile and it's a ton of fun. So if you can, go ahead and check um, the Soccer in the Streets website. I believe it's SoccerStreets.org. You can also check their Instagram account at SoccerStreets or just search for soccer in the streets and you'll find them and it's an amazing product. So, um, we want to let everyone know about that, especially if you live in the Atlanta area. All right. So now we are going to jump into fantasy Premier League, And what I've noticed, we have a, a league that we're running right now. And what I've noticed is that there's people joining all the time. These people might have existing teams or they might just be finding out about Fantasy Premier League altogether. So what we're going to do is, since this is our first fantasy-dedicated episode, is we're going to start off with some basics. Some things that if you're building a team or you kind of don't know what you're doing and you're just winging it, hopefully some of these tips will help. Yes. All right. So let's go a little bit position by position first. What are we looking at in terms of um, making a choice for goalkeeper? So important to know that you're starting with 100 million pounds. You have that much to spend. You don't have to spend it all. Um, But you need to be aware as you're putting the team together of um, 
how much you're spending on each player. So yes. let's put that part aside for right now and just talk sort of the characteristics of what you want in all of these position players. In terms of goalkeepers, you need to look and say, okay, beyond just how good is this goalkeeper is, does he have a strong defense in front of him? That's certainly the way that goalkeepers are going to get their most points are from... Clean sheets. Clean sheets, of course. He can't make every save himself. Obviously, the more shots he takes on, the more chances of the other team scoring a goal on him. So to have a strong, stout defense in front of you certainly is an advantage there. Yes. What kind of rate does he have in terms of stopping penalty kicks? Yes. So even though they're somewhat rare, um, they do happen. So if you have a, a shot stopper, a penalty kick stopper, all the better. Yes. We talked about clean sheets. How many clean sheets does he have? Yeah, the more clean sheets he gets, the better. Because that is, as we said, you get your most points from that. Absolutely. Um, The number of shots taken on goal that he has to defend. Obviously, the less, the better. So, again, if his defense is shutting down shots, the less under fire he is, the better. And then you want to also, lastly, look at the percentage of saves ratio. So the percentage of saves that he makes versus the shots on goal. Yeah, so if he isn't getting very many shots, but his save ratio is very low, then... He's letting goals Yeah, in. so that's not good. Right, so you want, you want that ratio to be high. All right, so that does it for goalkeepers. So let's move up a line now and look at defenders. <clears throat> So a lot of similar things to goalkeepers um, because they work so closely in tandem. Of course, aside from goals, uh, defenders get their bulk of points off of clean sheets and the occasional assist as well. But let's look at clean sheets right now. Um, So you want to, of course, look at a defender's ability to get clean sheets. Not only is he a strong player, but is he on a defensive line that is strong? Yeah, for example... Spurs. They have an all-around amazing defense. Yes. They have a great goalkeeper. They have great center backs. They have a good right back and left back. Chelsea's another great example. Yes. Um, You know, does his team block a lot of shots or does his team concede a lot of goals? Yes. Um, Obviously, um, one is a lot better than the other. Now, aside from his defensive ability, sort of the icing on the cake, Does your defender score goals? Is he like a Marcus Alonso or an Antonio Valencia um, that does get their fair share of goals? Certainly you get a lot of points from that. Or, you know, assists. You know, is he he offensively successful to a certain degree? Um, Of course, you want to make sure, especially for defenders, that he doesn't get a lot of cards. Defenders are... Physical, um, they have to be, and you want to make sure that your player doesn't get cards because you get points knocked off for that. And um, sort of along the lines of being offensive-minded, does he like to go forward? Is he maybe a bit of a wing back or an attacking center back, someone that you know um, does have the opportunity to score goals? Yes, like Marcos Alonso and Antonio Valencia, as we said, Absolutely. they are perfect examples of that. And also, does he, you know, if it is a wing back, is he putting crosses in the box? You know, how many crosses has he attempted? What's his his creativity um, index that you can look up? So there's some good tips, I think, about defenders. All right, now we move up to the more offensive um, areas of the field. So let's start with midfielders. You want to look at a player's, some key 
um, stats about him, his or scores, I guess is a better way to put it. Um, and you can look all this up in the, the FPL um, app or at the Fantasy Premier League website. Um, you want to look at his influence on the game, his threat, and his creative creativity indexes. You want to make those sh- that as high as they can be because that means that they have a larger impact in the offensive elements of the match. Um, look at chances created as well. Is he creating chances? Is he creating those opportunities for goals to be scored? Is he an assist maker? And does he score goals? Of yeah. course. So, I mean, you <clears throat> probably don't want to go, when you're looking at midfielders, for more... Well, you want to look for less defensive midfielders. Yeah, you don't want defensive or holding midfielders. Absolutely, yes. <clears throat> you want you want attacking midfielders. Yeah. So as good as he is, <clears throat> Angolo Conte. He, right. He's a great midfielder. Don't get me wrong, but he is a defensive midfielder. So there's that less of a chance that he'll get an assist or a goal. Yeah. Uh, arguably one of the most important parts of that Chelsea team. Yes. But for different reasons, he's not a fantasy points getter. Yes, he's a like you said, he's a defensive midfielder. Um, does the midfielder you're looking at is he the regular free kick taker and or penalty kick taker? Yeah, I would say a prime example of this is James Milner. Yeah, he's more of a defender in real life, but in fantasy, he's a midfielder. Yeah, and if they get a penalty, it's almost guaranteed. It's guaranteed that he'll take it, and it's almost guaranteed that he will score it. Right. Yeah, and he definitely has a lot of influence on the game as well. Um, Now, while we're talking about offensive points, midfielders do get a little bit for clean sheets. They get a point for clean sheets. So you even want to sort of look back. Again, this is not the most important elements, but if you can check all the boxes of all those important offensive things we've talked about and – he has a great defense and goalkeeper behind him, <clears throat> all the better. You can get that clean sheet point worked in there as well. And then also, lastly, look at crosses made. Is this midfielder putting the ball in the box for opportunities to, you know, midfielders are known more for their assisting than they are for their goal scoring in most cases. So is this person putting the ball in the box to allow his forwards to score? Lastly, in terms of positions, we have the forwards. Now, some things you, a lot of things that we talked about with midfielders will also apply to your forwards. Um, important to note here, speaking of midfielders, does this forward have a teammate or teammates that feed him the ball? Yeah, so for example, Jermaine Defoe. He plays for Sunderland. He's definitely their best player, and he scores goals for them. But he could have scored more goals if he can, well, if he had someone who could play more balls, right? But for someone like Harry Kane, who has Deli Alley, Christian Eriksen, right, Victor Wanyama, someone like that, yeah, he has lots of people feeding him, absolutely. So that gives him more chances to score goals. Absolutely, it does. So yeah, you want to you want to look and see, um, you know, beyond the forward you're looking at, does he have a supporting cast around him that's going to get the ball to him? You want to also look at chances created and the shots taken indexes. Um, you want to make sure that this person is an offensive weapon, that they're, they're taking a lot of shots um, and they're creating a lot of chances. And similarly to the midfielders, is your forward the regular free kick and or penalty kick taker? A lot of them are, um, but you know those chances when they're available, you want to make sure your guy's taking those. 
Um, is he in an attacking-minded system? So yes. you, of course, have different styles. Different managers have different styles. Especially for your forwards, you want someone on a team who is going to go out and is a all-out attacking team or a counter-attacking team versus one that likes to sort of sit back, um, you know, and maybe win, try to win with one goal. <laughs> Chelsea after one goal. Right. Park the bus, baby. Yes. Um, but so important to know. Um, look at in general the team especially his wingers, look at the crosses made. Do his wingers that are supporting him, if you're looking at a striker, do his mates out on the wings cross the ball in a lot? Is that is that index high? And then, of course, look at the amount of influence, threat, and creativity that your forward has. If all of those are high, then you are definitely on the right track. All right, and then lastly, in terms of tips, just a couple of general things. You want to look for the players that fit the qualities you want, but also, if you can, ideally, they have a low percentage of ownership because that can be a difference maker. So if you're in a league and you're towards the top and there's only a couple of points separating you from others, try to find players that have that low percentage of ownership because... As your points go up from this player, others won't because they don't own him. Yes. So you don't want like for like necessarily um, when you're competing in a league. Is your player in the starting 11 on a regular basis? So, you know, it's sort of an obvious thing, but it's important to know. Um, the more minutes played, the more opportunity to get points, of course. And lastly, if you normally play three forwards – and you don't have a lot of money. You've got two that you like, and you don't have a lot of money left to get a third, say maybe under six and a half or six million pounds. You may want to opt for two forwards and go for five midfielders. So yes. add a midfielder in there. Just some notes and some general tips. All right, guys, now that we've gotten sort of a baseline of things to work with, let's look specifically at the upcoming game week, which is game week 30. And before we get into naming specific players, let's cover some key points here of some things that we need to know uh, before we go into this game week and also looking ahead at future game weeks. So an important thing, Ibra is serving the third game of his three-game red card suspension in game week 30. So Ibra will not be playing. So if you're thinking about getting him or you're thinking about playing him, think again. Major, major injury happened over this international break. Seamus Coleman is out for the rest of the season with a broken leg. It was terrible. Um, And I hope he can recover from it. He has been playing red hot. Yeah, he's been amazing. He has been an amazing defender, and it's really unfortunate. Um, Everton suffered a loss. Unfortunate for him, he is having his best season ever. Yes, probably with his club. Um, so you know that is that's terrible. Um, we have a double game week, so there's been a lot of matches that have been unscheduled up until recently. Not all of those matches have been rescheduled, but some have. So in game week 34, it is a double game week for some clubs. Um, we have three of them. It's Man United, Middlesbrough, and Crystal Palace. They all have three games in game week, or sorry, two games in game week 34. And also important to know that West Brom has no games in that game week. 
So think about, and we'll go further down and talk about some strategies as far as uh, players for Man U, Middlesbrough, and Crystal Palace go. Um, Eden Hazard, who is a huge points getter for a lot of folks, he could miss his upcoming match for game week 30 if his fitness doesn't improve. Other key injuries. Michael Antonio is injured and out. Gabby Adini is injured. Pogba has been, but he should be okay by this weekend. Petr Cech is out. De Bruyne, like Pogba, has been injured, but he should be available. Jack Butlin, Harry Kane, and Callan Chambers all out. So a lot of key players there. And lastly, as we mentioned about, specifically about Middlesbrough, think about this. They have some easier rated matches coming up in the next few weeks. So you look at that the uh, the fantasy difficulty rating, the FDR, and shows you how difficult or not difficult a uh, a team's upcoming match is. Middlesbrough have a relatively easy as far as that goes, um, including that double game week in week 34. So if you're going to choose Middlesbrough players. You may want to look, because they're not a high-scoring team, you may want to look more at defensive players. Yes. Um, maybe even Victor Valdez. We'll talk about that in a minute. But but maybe focus more on the back half of the field for, um, for Middlesbrough. All right, then. Let's go ahead and talk about specific players. So starting in goal, just mentioned him, Victor Valdez, for the reasons I just mentioned. They have some fairly easy matches coming up including that double game week in game week 34. Also, he's a really good value. So if you're low on money and you need a, a decent goalkeeper who might be able to get you some points, Valdez may be one to look at. Another one, Courtois for Chelsea. He has 13 clean sheets and 28 matches for them. And plus, he has an amazing defense in front of him. So not only can he like definitely pull out some amazing saves, but he probably won't get very many shots against him because of his defense. Absolutely. Another one is Fabianski of Swansea. He's going against Middlesbrough, which does go against the attacking part of Middlesbrough, but Middlesbrough is the lowest-scoring team in the league with only 20 goals, so it's obviously less of a chance for them to score against him. So, yeah, for so game for game week 30, Fabianski is not a bad bet. In terms of defenders... We mentioned him earlier, but Antonio Valencia. He is a very strong points getter. He's been in great form lately. He plays the most minutes of any other Man U defender by far, other than De Gea, if you consider him a defender. But in terms of actual defenders, Valencia is, I think, about 800 minutes wow. ahead of anyone else. Plus, he has an amazing goalkeeper behind him. So Valencia is a great bet. If you have any Crystal Palace defenders, you might want to look at either transferring them or benching them. They have a lot of difficult matches coming up, especially the two that they have in game week 34. So that could come back to hurt you. Yes. All right. Okay. Ryan Bertrand, four assists in his last five games and has a double game week coming up. That is perfect for him. Yep. Especially the fact that he's almost getting one assist every one game for a defender is amazing. Yeah. And you, you get more points for assists and goals for defenders. Absolutely. Than you do for midfielders and forwards. Yep. So definitely look into him. Yep. Uh, I would say stay away from Liverpool defenders because 
They are going against Everton and Lukaku. Yes, Lukaku's been a beast lately. Um, Everton is a tough match, and the Liverpool defenders haven't really been pulling their weight lately. Yeah, I saw this thing where when when, when a team had a free kick against them, they had to put someone behind the wall sort of laying down because they were scared that the goalie was going to let it in. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, Kyle Walker, he is a very, very strong and really, really good defender, and he's only conceded 21 goals a season, which is the joint best in the league. Yeah, so, you know, as an individual player, Walker's amazing. He is part of a very stout defensive line, has a great goalkeeper behind him, and as you mentioned, his team shares the lowest amount of goals conceded this season. Yes. So, also, Marcos Alonso. He has four goals and two assists, which is the most combined for any Chelsea defender this season. And he's also tied with Spurs for the least amount of goals allowed. Yeah, so his team is is tied for that. So both uh, both Spurs and Chelsea have only allowed 21 goals this entire season. So Alonso and Walker are sure bets on defense. Moving on to midfield. Zaha has not been playing up to par a whole lot lately, but he's bound to rebound at some point. He has a double game week for, with Crystal Palace coming up in week 34, so if you're planning ahead, Zaha isn't a bad bet. Plus, for the cost, he's not a bad value. So, yes. if you're again, if you're struggling on points, Zaha may be one to look at. Mkhitaryan, for obvious reasons, he's a great player. Man U tends to score goals. Ebro's going to be back soon. And Man U also have that double game week in week 34. Gaston Ramirez from Middlesbrough. We've talked about the double game week. Um, he's extremely affordable. He doesn't, he isn't a regular starter, but when he does play, he definitely gets goals and assists. So he's, he has a lot of influence over the game. And even though Middlesbrough has been in a bit of a dry spell and they're, they're in the relegation zone for that reason, this is the home stretch of the season. Middlesbrough will be forced to be an attacking team. They have to. They don't have another choice. They have to dig out of that relegation zone. So if there's ever been a chance for, for Middlesbrough players to start scoring goals, so whether it's Negredo, um, Ramirez, or any other players, now's the time. So if you want to take a gamble, Ramirez isn't a bad bet. Yes. Okay. Another player is Sadio Mane. He's on great form lately, and also... In the four games he's played versus Everton, he scored two goals. So that's a, that's a Not a bad ratio. ratio. Yep. Yeah. Um, I would say don't go with Firmino, Lalana, or Henderson because they have had no goals and only two assists versus Everton in the 22 matches combined they've played against them. Wow. That is a shocking stat. Yes. Delhi Alley has three goals and one assist in his last three matches. Yes, he is... Um, yeah, you know, we've had a lot of questions lately um, on Instagram about, you know, do I go with Ali or do I go with Erickson? And it's really a coin toss for the most part. But right now, Ali may be a little more valuable than Erickson because of the reasons you just mentioned. And he took a penalty kick last match, so he may start taking more of those. So, you know, if you had to lean one way or the other – maybe you lean a little more towards Allie. Yeah, but that also doesn't mean you should go with Erickson. You shouldn't go with Erickson because he has one goal and two assists in his last three matches, which is also pretty decent. Not bad. Another a person sort of making a bit of a comeback, 
Rian Mares. Yep. I haven't heard about him really too much since mm-hmm. last season. But he has two goals in his last three matches. And he, he, so he's very hot. And Leicester have won their last three matches. Yep. So not only is Mares in good form, but Leicester City have been playing well. They've won three straight. So Mares, not too bad. Yes. And Sigurdsson. He has the most assists in the league, which is a pretty amazing stat considering he's playing for Swansea. Yeah. And they are... Not too hot this season. Yep, he's a beast for sure. So Sigurdsson is always a good bet on in the midfield. And lastly, forwards. So we mentioned that Ibra is out for this final weekend in game week 30, but then he's back. I believe that he will be very eager to score and do anything it takes to do that um, because he wants – he likes to score goals, and he loves the attention when he does it. So he will be back and making a statement. And he has those two matches in game week 34. So not only is Ibra a great bet for upcoming matches, including game week 34, but in that game week, you might even want to captain him. Yes. We mentioned Negredo for a moment. Really the same reasons as Gaston Ramirez. Bottom line, they are forced to attack. Yes. So if you're low on dough and you are looking for a forward, Negredo might be your man. When yes. he's when he's hot, he's hot, and he he can do that. So, um, of course, Lukaku. He's got four goals and two assists in his last three matches. He's been an absolute beast. Now, he does have some difficult matches coming up, but you really can't bet against him. Yes, you can. If he's gonna do it, if anyone's gonna do it. It's him. And then lastly, in forwards, Jamie Vardy. We had someone ask us last weekend about Vardy. I wasn't sold on him then, but it's kind of hard not to be now. He's been in great form, and he also has two fairly easy matchups ahead. Yes. And lastly, we thought this was kind of neat and wanted to share this with you guys. Um, I believe there's about four and a half million teams competing globally in the uh, the fantasy, the the main fantasy Premier League um, league, and so wanted to give you the lineup, starting eleven plus the bench of uh, the number one team in the world. Kind of crazy to think. Kind of crazy. So here we go. In goal, we've got Hennessy. On defense is Walker Coleman, who obviously will have to come out. Marcus Alonso and McCauley. In midfield, it's Josh King, Sigurdsson, Alley, and Sterling. Up top, it's Lukaku and Costa. Lukaku is his captain. And on the bench, it's Grant, Firmino, Mawson, and Rondon. Yes. So there you have it. Not a bad team to model yours after. Guys, this was really cool. I like this format. A lot of good information. Um, we will post this each week as we do, always on Sundays. Hit us up. On Instagram, we're at Let's Talk Soccer, and we'll post other things, including how our teams are doing, how our league is performing, and you know the, the leaderboard for that league. We'll post statistics and a whole variety of things related both to the Premier League um, and Fantasy Premier League, and of course now our very own Atlanta United. Yes. All right, guys. This has been great. Please Keep listening. Subscribe to this podcast. If you haven't become a follower yet on Instagram, please do. And tell your friends about this podcast because sharing is... Karen. Yes, it is. All right, guys. Have a great game week 30, and let's stay in touch. Peace. Peace.